Excuse me? Black History Month. We need a longer month. Black History Month, we, we need like the whole be, year. We, we need a, a longer Black History month. Year. How about Black History Year yeah. for one year? Yeah. <laughs> And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. Live from somebody else's closet, this is Doyen with <laughs> WTF Radio. We are so glad that you have found refuge <laughs> in somebody else's closet. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just get into it, Doyen. Tell everybody what's been going on, how you doing, where you finding your little pieces of joy, what you're drinking, all of that. Okay, all of that. So, Texas showed its whole ass last week, y'all. Um, it was snowing. It was real cute until we didn't have electricity. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay under this blanket and chill until the pipes burst up my apartment. And then I was like, fuck this shit. And entirely. <laughs> entirely. <Okay. laughs> so, I had to leave. And then this Monday, I found out that I have to move. And so, Yeah. This this is life. It is very clearly WTF radio. <laughs> so you 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 have to move to a different complex altogether. No, um, I'm going to move to a different unit. Okay. Um, it's a different floor plan, and I have stressed about this, but um, they're giving me a bigger floor plan for the same price. Okay, so that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silver linings. You got to find them where you can. Uh, yeah. yeah. So funny enough, uh, the day Monday when our lights went out last Monday, um, I read Philippians four six through seven, which says, you know, uh, don't be anxious for anything, but with everything with prayer and supplication, bring your request to the Lord, and um, He will fill you with the peace that passes all understanding. And when I tell you, I have repeated this verse so many times. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what I like? Anxiety. I like being anxious about everything. So um, I'm in a good place. I'm at my friend's apartment because she actually was out. And so, you know, I'm alive and we're going to make it. Great. So when are you moving? <laughs> I'm going to start packing probably tomorrow. I'm trying to be in a new spot by this okay. weekend. But we'll see oh, so it it's already ready. Uh, They're getting okay. it ready. As of today, okay. and hopefully it'll be ready tomorrow. Okay. So. okay. Well, at least we have, like, a plan. Because let me tell you, I was stressing by proxy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What is Doyen going to do? Where is she going to live? What is going to happen? Right. Do I need to fly her here? Um, I can get her a COVID test. She can move in here. Like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> What do we need to do? Because it's just, yeah. I mean, no one wants to have to deal with figuring out where they're going to live. You need a home. So. Yeah. And a whole panorama. Right. Like, it's just. And I kept reminding myself. Life keeps testing. Like, because I, mean, I was like seriously panicking. But then I kept reminding myself, like, girl, okay. She has a sister <laughs> that's like close. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. very resourceful. You'll be fine. <laughs> But yeah. I was like, oh. I had like multiple. I'm like Doctor Strange, so like I figure out different like <laughs> scenarios. And so the first apartment they showed, no, they were gonna be put me in. I was like, that's not gonna work for me. 
<laughs> and so I went and looked at their website. I was like, okay, I want this one instead. But then I also had another apartment, a sister property that I was like, I could potentially go to. And then I had another apartment if I wanted to just end my lease and go somewhere else. And so like, I, I have multiple scenarios right. happening in my head at every time. But, um, and I saw the sister property today and I was like, mm, but I was like, I don't want to move. So listen, <laughs> listen. moving is mm, a headache. Traumatic. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to see. I'm going to stay in my current property and just move to a bigger, better apartment. And they're going to have to get my current rent payment, which makes me happy. So, yes, this was um, all that I've been experiencing in the past week. The thing that's giving me joy, I have gotten into watching Phineas and Ferb with Jay. (laughs) We watch it at night. And it cracks me up every single time when they're like, hey, where's Perry? (laughs) How do I save the whole fucking world? And then, like, (laughs) Perry will show up and like, oh, there you are, Perry. And I'm like, it just tickles me to my very core. Um, And, of course, I continue to stand for WandaVision. Listen. The things that Marvel has done to bring in the other worlds is just uh, next level like next level i saw a meme where it was like a guy proposing to a girl and the girl the couple at the next table were turning around and the chick was looking jealous and the dude was just looking silly (laughs) so um the girl was marvel fans the guy was wandavision the girl, other girl turned around was DC fans, and then the guy was like Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that. I think I saw that. DC could never. <laughs> but yes, so that's what's giving me joy. And just, you know, all the people also who have, you know, been checking on me and making sure that I am somewhat stable. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. Um, uh, are you caught up? So you are caught up with WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Friday morning, I woke up and I was like, mm, time to watch WandaVision. And um, Jay was like, well, you just watch it and I'm going to watch it when I wake up. And then it started playing and he woke his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can watch it. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you have not watched this recent episode, you may want to skip like two minutes because I'm not going to take long. But I just want to say that um, it was amazing. And for some reason, I was like, I knew something big was going to happen this episode. So I mm. normally watch it at night. I like to watch that kind of stuff at night. Girl, mm-hmm. I watched it early that morning because I was like, somebody's going to spoil it for me on the internet. So mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to go ahead and watch it so that I don't get spoiled, which I'm glad I did because Twitter has no manners. <laughs> but it was so good. And these past few days, I have been walking around singing, it's been Agatha all along. <laughs> I just been walking through the house singing like that bop is stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, like it wasn't I, a surprise but it was still surprising like i love when a show can do that i, I love when yeah. a show can do that 
And then they came back and showed us like all the shit she'd been fucking up. It's kind of like uh, Harry Potter, you know, the first Quidditch mm-hmm. match when we thought <laughs> yeah, Snape was fucking yeah. shit, but it was Quirrell. And it, yeah. Anyways, um, I also love Monica. Well, when Monica came in with blue eyes, I was like, please tell me she's Storm. She's oh, not. no. Uh-uh. But <laughs> yeah, she's not. I, I have read. And the thing about it is like, that's what's so cool about WandaVision is like I have not really delved into the comic book Marvel, but I've learned so much more about the comic book Marvel through the show. So I think Staley would be proud. Most definitely. I agree. I agree one thousand percent. Um I'm trying to find What'd you lose? No, well no. I- <laughs> I didn't lose anything. I had a small spill, and I was trying to find something to wipe it up with, um, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I knew that, um, and again, I'm not, I've never read the comic books, but I'm Mm -hmm. the type of person when I get interested in something, I fall all the way in, and I do a lot of background research and stuff, so I, um... I knew from, um, Lord, I was going to say Dr. <laughs> I was about to say Dr. Marvel. <laughs> I knew from Captain Marvel or Marvel, I think is how it's pronounced. I knew from Captain Marvel that, um, Monica was going to grow up to be Photon. I am not mm-hmm. extremely familiar with the character Photon, but I did know who that was. Um, and I had heard of the character before, so... Um, yeah, I, I am. So the weird thing about Monica also was like, at some point she was Captain Marvel before Captain Marvel was Captain Marvel. And then she was Photon. And then I think somebody else took the name and then she was something else. So like, <laughs> poor thing. She's like the first like black. Wait a minute. Who says she was Captain Marvel before Captain Marvel? I read an article. Okay. <laughs> from the, uh, yeah, from the comic book she was captain marvel before yeah captain she marvel she it, she marvel. does become captain marvel at one time but um mm-hmm. i guess before when we would think brie larson was captain marvel um which is weird anyways no i was about to say um shit hold on one second okay sorry about that <laughs> Oh, you're wearing my election glasses. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Little fires everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, I was about to say that um, Monica, and I trust people who've read the comics because I've never read the comics, but Monica was mm-hmm. the child. She was, uh, I forget, her mom, her mom was the one that was Captain Marvel's friend. So she was a kid during Captain Marvel. So mm-hmm. I don't understand that timeline. That's why I was like, who said that? But I do yeah. know that she becomes Captain Marvel at some point in time. I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and also I may have said Maria instead of Monica. Cause I keep getting their names mixed up, but um, yeah. anywho, what you drinking on? So I started on, when I was waiting on you, I <laughs> started with a margarita because yesterday was margarita day. But now I'm just drinking a Lambrusco. Oh. Fun. 
Yeah. Um, well, my, my brain is just, I'm sorry. I'm doing 15 things at one time and I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to do this right now. Good, because that's what our episode is about. <laughs> um, so let me just tell you. <laughs> I I did not um, experience the type of difficulties that um, a lot of other people have experienced with the snow and ice storm. Um, I just thank God be, um, because a lot of people in my area did lose power for a significant amount of time. Um, I just, I'm very thankful I didn't have to deal with it. But what happened this morning was <laughs> I rushed to work because of course I'm late. Like, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had a webinar that I had to do this morning. So I get to work, 15 minutes to the webinar starts. I run downstairs to get coffee and to um, let uh, secretary, uh, the uh, receptionist know that, hey, I'm not taking any calls. I'm going to be doing a training, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, we don't have internet. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, no. And the, and the <laughs> webinar was, because most of the time, I don't care about skipping webinars. <laughs> I skip them all the time. But this one was really important. Um, I'm going to be audited in April and it has a lot to do with that. So it's like, crap. Mm-hmm. So I grab all my things and I race home <laughs> so I can do the webinar from home. And the most like disgusting part about all of it to me is everybody that was in the office saw my outfit that I had on when I got to work. So now I can't just throw it back on tomorrow. And I've wasted a perfectly good <laughs> outfit for like only five minutes of eye viewing. Aww. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. You gotta wait like two, three weeks to re-debut that. Girl, <laughs> I, I'm not waiting two or three weeks. I, I don't remember what I wear from day to day. So I can guarantee you it won't be two or three weeks. It'll be whenever I do laundry. Yeah. I, I, I purposely do laundry. I try to do laundry every other week to kind of help me not repeat things so much. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what I wear from day to day. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh man, people saw me. <laughs> Such a first world problem, I know, right? I right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I too have been getting my joy from television this week. And I feel like it is a sign that I am feeling better emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I had reverted to watching stuff that I had already seen and that I was comfortable Mm -hmm. with, which is something that, you know, people, people revert to comfort a lot when they're dealing with anxiety or depression or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I have started several new shows. They're new to me. They are not new, like new on the scene. (laughs) I started the originals on Netflix. I started, okay, brace yourself. I know you're going to be surprised that I did not watch this when it originally aired. I started The Sopranos. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is always shocked that I didn't watch Sopranos. But Sopranos came out when I was in grad school and I was working full time. You had to do life. Listen, I was working full time. <laughs> I was in school full time. I was working a part time job. And my dad's mom was in the hospital with lung cancer. And I was having to deal with that. I just wasn't taking on any new shows. So mm-hmm. 
I am now watching The Sopranos. So, like, I feel like I'm a part of society again. (laughs) (laughs) I just started uh, The Last Man on Earth. Mm. I feel like my my Hulu was, like, suggesting it to me for, like, two, three years. And so I finally watched it. (laughs) It's a mess. And the thing that makes me, like, crazy about it is that, like, most of the people die from some virus. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, especially a respiratory virus because they're coughing up blood. And I'm like, yeah, Ooh. we don't we don't need that kind of cognitive dissonance right now. <laughs> but yeah, so you feel like me, you, you know, back to doing new things. And same thing for me with the originals. Netflix has been trying to get me to watch the originals for a very long time. So mm-hmm. and it's all about vampires and werewolves and witches. So, you know, it's right up my alley. So I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) So tonight I am drinking a Mexican 75, which of course is a play on a French 75. And so it is tequila and then uh, champagne and lime juice. So um, I... I am a huge fan of any version of a 75. Me too. So. Me too. And I actually <laughs> had never heard of a Mexican 75. I forgot the other variation that I had tried before. I've tried another one um, where it was vodka instead of gin. I think it was vodka. I don't remember. Yeah. It was something clear, though. Um, so yeah. it was probably vodka. Um, and it was good. And mm-hmm. I saw... Oh, no. It was the French 76. That was the variation. Um, And Mm. it was good. And I saw somebody on Twitter say something about a Mexican 75. And I said, oh, I bet that's a play on French 75. So I looked it up. Sure enough, it is. And it is delightful. I have most of the ingredients. I don't have lime, but I'm good for putting lemon in a pinch. So I might make it later. I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm telling y'all now, I'm just so happy to see Chris. Like, it's just a little bit of normalcy yes, in my life. Yes, And we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We got <laughs> We're going to be all right. Nigga, we're going to be hey, all right. Hey, <laughs> oh, my bad. All right. Um, I think we talked about yeah. joy um, and stuff. So, oh, one sure. more thing. TikTok. Love it. My best friend. My favorite TikTok thing right now is people who are like, ooh, I'm taking this edible before I walk into this other place. And then they're stuck. <laughs> so they were like, I'm taking this edible before I walk into Walmart. And then they're sitting on uh, the shelf with the baby seats. <laughs> you find the strangest pockets of TikTok. <laughs> But that's what I love about it's such TikTok. A great place. That's what I love about it. Like it's all good times, all good times. Yeah, it's enjoyable. So, okay, we're gonna move along to our current events. So, it is no secret on Poor Life Decision that we love elephants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there's this elephant. He was in like a deserted zoo, and. Um, it was in, I don't remember what they said, but they moved him over to another country within COVID so that he could be around other elephants. And that made me happy. <laughs> I always love to see those stories of elephants 
where they got like separated from another elephant that was their friend and then like years mm-hmm. later they reconnect them and then they remember each other like elephants are so <laughs> amazing i think i've mentioned it on the show before but if you've never seen an apology to elephants you should see it it's gonna make you cry um but i think it's very important it's a documentary it's on hbo after viewing that mm-hmm. what th- that was what made me stop um going to circuses because I mm-hmm. and it was I guess it was just naive of me um mm-hmm. I kind of assumed that a circus trainer I kind of assumed it was kind of like you know a vet or a zookeeper with their animals where they have a loving relationship um but mm-hmm. how they train them is very cruel and it's not a loving relationship yeah so yeah that made me um do away with circus so as a child and this is probably a few years ago so i'm just like an adult child (laughs) um the live action a dumbo Mm -hmm. maybe be like fuck circuses (laughs) listen i got in entirety i got made fun of in the third grade because we watched Dumbo and when he started crying because they were picking on his ears I started crying and mm-hmm. <laughs> and this girl was like what's wrong with you like she thought something was wrong with me for real and I was like mm-hmm. he cannot help it if his ears are big he does not have control <laughs> over his ears and like I was sobbing and like all the kids started laughing and cracking jokes it was awful <laughs> It was weird because like I don't remember if I seen Dumbo as a kid. I don't remember. Maybe I blocked it mentally, but then as an adult seeing a live action, my feelings were so hurt. I was like, "Fuck circuses and amusement parks and anywhere else where y'all are abusing <laughs> funny looking like elephants. it. It legit just made me tear up just then talking about them making fun of his ears. <laughs> yeah, he was bomb as fuck. He was. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, glad. I think he came from Pakistan as a kid, and they shut down the zoo, and then they just moved him to somewhere else, which makes me happy. And it was, it was a lot because again, they had to pack him up on a plane in a panorama, mm. and they did it, and I'm so happy. Mm. So that's probably the only unlift uplifting things i'll tell you today oh um so another thing that made me happy um was somebody said if you think cheese boards are nice wait until you see the charcuterie (laughs) and i'm like for me because sometimes i want a charcuterie but i don't want to put like a whole charcuterie together because it's just me so the charcuterie is the next best thing. Like I could put a small charcuterie together, or if you have a party with more than like I'll say four to five people, which I don't know why you're having that many people, but it's great because you can just give each person their jar, and everybody's not touching the same pieces of cheese. <laughs> um, so I just want to take a moment. And thank Doyen for bringing charcuterie <laughs> into my life. <laughs> I had never heard of that before until I saw that article. And I thought, finally, 
something for me yeah. because I love charcuterie. I I love a basic ass cheese board, okay? Um, <laughs> when I see other people make charcuterie boards, it's very overwhelming to me, and I just feel like I don't know where to put things. But the jar is so mm-hmm. much easier, and I feel like I can make that look really pretty and presentable, and people won't laugh at me yeah. if that girl get this off the internet. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Jarcooteries are legit. Like I, I was gonna put it as someone something, but that just seemed incredibly fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I just want y'all to know about it so y'all can search it for yourself. Yes, and you can have your little jarcooterie yeah. or two. Yeah, love yeah. it. Next up, uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are expecting their second child. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's why, like, as an aside, like, Prince and Meghan are great. But um, that's my favorite Beyonce music video. Because I know that she was pregnant now. (laughs) Anytime I hear someone announce that they're pregnant, that comes to my mind all the time. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And then she's like, oh, baby. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but yes. So, it's really cute. They're having their second kid. They have officially left the White House. Um, not the White House. Whatever you call the, the royal family. So they have said, fuck your royalty. We're going to do our own shit. And I think they're actually coming out with a podcast. And I'm just really excited yeah. for them. And I'm also excited to see this feature, yeah. baby. So. Yeah, happy for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up. Uh, so we kind I I would say I have mixed feelings about Dave Chappelle sometimes, but I still kiki about the Dave Chappelle show sometimes. So um, they have finally agreed to give Dave Chappelle his coins. So the Dave Chappelle show boycott is over <laughs> and you can watch it without guilt. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I really like that for him because I'm like you, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I have mixed feelings, but I find him very funny and, um, mm-hmm. except for when he's not, but, <laughs> but, I, yeah. Same. but, um, just to support a creator, you know, that show was his mm-hmm. creation and then mm-hmm. this corporation continued to make profits off of it and he got nothing. And that was his brainchild. That was his. So I was so happy to mm-hmm. see him get it back. Um, so happy that... And I love his approach to the whole thing. He never said, boycott Netflix. He just said, don't watch my shit. Like, mm-hmm. and, yeah. I, and I love that because that's more feasible it's like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I can do that for More you. feasible than Monique. Well, I was <laughs> not going to say it. <laughs> you know, that, that Monique, that Monique conversation deserves a lot of nuance. So I'm not going to comment on it because I do mm-hmm. believe um, 99% of what Monique says about the situations. Um, mm-hmm. But. Also, I don't I don't think the article mentioned it, but I wonder is the show going to return to HBO Max because mm-hmm. when it was on there and he expressed to HBO Max, "Hey, um Viacom is licensing this to y'all and I am not getting any money from it." Listen, HBO Max, <laughs> they don't miss. 
they said, you know what, Dave, we going to pull it. You ain't got to worry about it. We won't show it. So I hope, <laughs> I mean, like, HBO Max been on their shit, okay? Ever since they came out, yes. it's like they knew they had some big contenders in the streaming world, mm-hmm. and they were like, we finna get these black dollars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they keep putting movies out, and they're like, "Okay, it's in the theater. I know you ain't going there, so here it is in your HBO here Max." It is I'm in like, your HBO you. Max. <laughs> like, thank you for know, thank you for knowing me. <laughs> right. Thank you for being a friend. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Good for Dave. Yeah. HBO Max and another streaming network. Finally, fucking Disney gave us our black ass Cinderella that we wanted. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I was so emotional. <laughs> I was just so <laughs> thankful because I mean, it's like I had I have the DVD, but I don't have a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not been able to enjoy. I know all the songs, yeah. I know all the words. I can recite this movie from top to finish and I am ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once we can have movie night again, that's going to be my pick. (laughs) Let me just get my life together. Um, Okay, so this next one is a fucking mess. So this flight attendant who went to Jamaica with her friends to Kiki and shit tested with COVID. And then they're like, okay, you got to stay there for like 14 days and maybe you know retest and then you can leave so she decided she wanted to fake an abduction Mm. and it's like girl what like girl what girl who (laughs) i did not understand i didn't understand first of all again living in texas this past week if i was stuck at a beach i'd be okay But you went to Jamaica, Kiki, with your friends, caught COVID, and then you have an attitude about, and the hotel was going to not charge you to quarantine there, and then you wanted to cut up. And that was my thing. So, when I read the article, for two seconds, I almost understood her position. She took a test, it came back positive, but she took another one and it came back negative. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, she has a point. But then they gave her another test. I mean, she had a point in questioning the results. Not she had a point Mm -hmm. in how she behaved. Because quite honestly, to be on the safe side, I would have been like, you know what? You don't have to give me a third test. I'm just going to stay my ass right here. But, Mm -hmm. you know, she had a point to question the validity of the test. They gave her another one. Mm -hmm. It was positive. And it's not like... I mean, it's not like they sent her to some shitty, you know, like she wasn't in some hospital. Mm -hmm. She was in a nice place. Mm -hmm. And I, so I saw a clip of one of the videos that she posted. I did not realize that that's what was going on when I saw this. Mm -hmm. Girl, the food that they was bringing her, delicious. And like, Mm -hmm. they were just giving her all this five-star treatment and she kept saying well I mean I'm a prisoner I didn't know what was going on when I saw the clip I don't even remember where I saw it mm-hmm. may have been may have been Twitter probably was Twitter but I didn't know what was going on I was like 
what what is she talking about and for a split second i was like they got some good ass meals in their jails (laughs) (laughs) she just she just did too much like she just did too much the most and the least all All at once look at her um speaking of the most and least also justin timberlake saw fit to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. And I remember I seeing somewhere on Twitter where it was like, apologizing because you have backlash is different from apologizing because you feel bad. And so this is so beyond so many years past the things that happened. And I'm just like, well, you just released a movie and I feel like that's why you apologize. And yeah. it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm just kind of like... So, I'm going to say this. Don't shoot me. <laughs> I do think that he... Well, I don't I don't know anything about him. It wouldn't be difficult for me to believe that he's being sincere in his mm. apology. But, like you said, an apology because, like, it would not be difficult for me to believe that he felt all these things. But you should have said mm-hmm. that ahead of time. You shouldn't have waited until you got this backlash for you to feel it's time to say this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. people, I, I just think that two things can be true at the same time. I, It's not mm-hmm. difficult for me yeah. to believe that he is sincere in his feelings. It is not mm-hmm. difficult for me to believe that he grew to this place because... Yeah, we do dumb things when we're young and we are not all at the same maturity or understanding levels when we're young. But I just mm-hmm. felt it was kind of. I mean, I hate to say I felt it was tacky. I do. But I hate to say that because I don't know of an alternative. I don't know of a better way for him to have done it. So, yeah, but it it's like, <laughs> I mean, all I could think was too a little too late like yeah the damage too late to apologize it's not too late to apologize but the damage is done and Mm -hmm. i just think you've got to put in more work and here's you know what here's the thing here is the thing i want him to be chastised i don't want to say punished because but i want him to suffer repercussions for what he Mm -hmm. did because he never did he mm-hmm. failed up. His career moved mm-hmm. on. He kept getting success. He kept getting all these opportunities. Meanwhile, these two women were stuck. The world turned, well, mm-hmm. not us, not the blacks, but the world turned mm-hmm. their backs on Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson was the mm-hmm. top pop star, and the whites turned their backs on her. Mm-hmm. We all saw the spiral that Britney had and no one is saying that he's the sole cause of that but you definitely contributed so Mm -hmm. yes I believe he can be sincere but I believe that he should also suffer repercussions for what he done what he has done just like when Mm -hmm. you get in trouble with your parents and they forgive you and they love you but they still punish you because you earn that punishment Mm -hmm. yeah I at this point in my life um the most that I 
the beginning and end of my caring about Justin Timberlake is around the Trolls movies. <laughs> my, my, let me first let me give you a round of applause because I concur. But mine go further back than that. I I stopped caring about him after that Facebook movie. <laughs> but you're right. Like I we just, ain't thinking I, about him. We ain't studying him. Yeah, just the Trolls movies. That's probably how he gets my coin. That's it. <laughs> okay, so. This is a really short story again. I started y'all off real on high notes, and then I'm just dragging y'all further down. <laughs> but, um, so these college basketball players, they were suspended. Um, it was Rams Bluefield College. And so they were suspended for kneeling during the anthem, and the team had to forfeit the game. Thing about it is a Division two school. A lot of times, especially in the sport of basketball, they like to recruit a lot of black people and think that we're just going to be quiet and like play the sport and that it works exactly. <laughs> and so it's just it's so tough because it's like the the athletic director was like in my opinion their message was not being heard but i was like how how do you expect their message to be heard you're not amplifying their message which is we are concerned about black bodies being killed you're not amplifying it, but you're also saying that's not the right way to do it. I he, listen. I got so angry reading his words because mm-hmm. they he spoke the words of a typical racist white person mm-hmm. who does not understand mm-hmm. that they are racist and therefore they are among the worst. He's the mm-hmm. type the moderate yes, whites. He is the type that feels <laughs> that racism has to be overt. That mm-hmm. um racism is lynching, um uh burning crosses and that's it. So mm-hmm. he's the type that's like, "Well, I have a black friend. I love this black person." He is mm-hmm. that type. And so I was yeah. just like, "You know what? Fuck you." And I'm very proud of those boys because that took courage. That's, you know, I'm sure a lot of them are there on scholarship. Um, and also, when you're at a D2 school, a lot of times they have um, aspirations of transferring to D1 schools. You need to be seen. So you need to get recruited. Mm-hmm. Like, that took a lot of courage. And so mm-hmm. I am just very proud of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... Why people always want to tell us how to and protest, you can't. but then they just stormed the fucking capital. Listen, we're not gonna go into it because because <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way to protest. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's a whole another story. And then we're gonna like um, end this with a good old Florida man. And I say he was like. He was very resourceful. I'm not even hating on this Florida man. But um, so Florida man proposes using ring stone stolen from other lover <laughs> authorities say. I had to read that headline <laughs> several times to get it to make sense. <laughs> so he stole an engagement ring and wedding bands from a girlfriend and used them to propose to another girlfriend. I have to say, recycle. Fiscally <laughs> responsible. Right, I, I am all about fiscal responsibility in this case. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
Justin Davis, he had not been found as of when I pulled this article. But, yeah, so um, their investigation started earlier when a woman told detectives she discovered her boyfriend was actually engaged to someone else. So, again, he was just reusing the shit. Anyways, so she looked up her fiance's Facebook page. She noticed a picture of her wearing a wedding band engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage. I, I don't see the problem. <laughs> but uh, the Orange City women checked her jewelry box and realized they were missing and other pieces of jewelry, including a diamond ring that belonged to her grandmother, valued at $6,270. And she reached out to the fiancé who returned some of the items and now old dude is missing. That is my favorite part of this story is that she reached out to the girl, the other girl, and the other girl was like, well, I'm going to give you back some of it. (laughs) That was my, she was like, your grandmama ring is probably important to you. I'm going to give this one back. Like, that's my favorite part of the whole story. (laughs) She's like, well, I'm going to, I guess I'll back some of it. But technically this was gifted to me, so it's mine. (laughs) Right. Not all. Some, not all. Oh, that was funny. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Joe or Marcus, uh, keep your heart three stacks and don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. Like, I just don't care about it. So, uh, we're going to take a break and listen to our sponsors. It will be all right. All right, and we are back. And now we're going to move right on to our someone something. Someone, something. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but this is Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this month, I have been doing more research into, you know, there, you know, there's Judas and the Messiah and all that, which I haven't watched yet because I'm not ready for the exactly. Trauma. But, <laughs> but you know, just trying to learn more about the Black Panthers because, um. You know, I grew up at a Christian school, and so we learned that Malcolm X was about violence, and, you know, Martin Luther King was about nonviolence. Not knowing that, like, you know, based on my own research, I realized that it was not necessarily Malcolm X was, like, about kind of, like, terroristic violence. It was more about... Pro- you know, protecting our communities. And that is a, that is a um, fault of education period. That didn't have anything to do. I think with Mm -hmm. Christian school, I think that that has to do with white people controlling education because we were taught the same things. I mean, I, I had a father who was very militant, so I knew different, but that is what they taught Mm -hmm. us in school. Yeah. So this month I've been doing, I've been listening to podcasts, just trying to learn more about the Black Panthers. So I have 27 facts. I'm not going to read every single fact and we will link it in the podcast, but I just kind of want to talk about more things that I have done the work to learn about the Black Panthers since, since school. So, um, first thing was their central guiding principle was an undying love for the people and uh as a black person (laughs) you know like we we all can identify with that so um yeah i was just like 
just the whole notion of um, Black Panther and womanism is about having that love for Blackness in our people. So much more um, pure than what, you know, J. Edgar Hoover and those motherfuckers were trying to put out. There is a 10-point program. Um, again, you will have a link to it, and you can see it just included demands for freedom, planned housing, employment, and education. Next up, uh, Black Panthers monitor the behavior of the police in Black communities, which I love. Um, even today in America, the there's no national database for police brutality especially against blacks and so the fact that they were monitoring that was really really important and we don't have it like we just don't have um we don't have that accountability Mm -hmm. um they also as women we will enjoy this they affirm black beauty which helped to attract more members i know they did have like a kind of difficult relationship with women at yes. some points in their history. Patriarchy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what yeah. it is. You know, you know, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was good to hear. Um, I know y'all have probably seen the thing about the free po- food program. They did launch the free breakfast for children program, which um, was great. You know, a lot of times, unfortunately, we are the ones that get the short end of the stick when it comes to eating <laughs> and like <laughs> having access to healthy food. And so they did show, you know, love for the people through feeding them. Um, fuck. The next few facts are about J. Edgar Hoover, but fuck that nigga. <laughs> in entirety (laughs) um so of course you know we know that black women really did were such a strong current with the strength of the black panthers and uh, of course you know asata shakur elaine brown and angela davis are the main people who we talk about in this space but really you know it's like Beyonce says, I'm going to do for you like Martin did for the people, but like Malcolm did for the people. Anyway. Right. I just say. I just say. Okay. Um, but overall, like this article does have a lot of stuff, but uh, I just really wanted to talk about how like, don't believe the hype um, that you've heard in the past about Black Panther. There is so much saying that, like, they're this terroristic organization. And honestly, all they wanted to do was protect and further the progress of Black yeah. people. I will definitely post this in the, you know, article notes. And um, after you read this, you're going to be like, fuck the FBI. But whatever. <laughs> well, I'm going to add that my favorite fact, um, which I don't think it was in the article, but I may have overlooked it. Does have to do with Hoover and the FBI, and it is that once people got their hands on the files and read what the files said, the FBI mm-hmm. said that the number one most dangerous weapon possessed by the Black Panther Party was that free breakfast program, and they they wanted to tear the party down because of the free breakfast program, and that says a lot 
Mm-hmm. Also, a lot took place at that free breakfast program. They fed children. They mm-hmm. gave children affirmations. They made sure they had mm-hmm. their school supplies. They they did all kind of great things at those breakfast programs. And that mm-hmm. was what, like, that was the only thing. All of the stand-ins, the... Um, States that have open carry laws, all of the all of the marches they did, um, exercising their rights to openly carry, all of that. None of that was mentioned. None of the mm-hmm. supposed none of that was mentioned. The only thing mentioned repeatedly was the free breakfast program. And another mm-hmm. side note, so you know, people have a lot of um. To me, when we uh, when we were under the leadership of the illustrious President Barack Obama, uh, I feel like people put a lot of unrealistic expectations on him. But mm-hmm. the one thing that severely disappointed me was that he did not remove Assad Shakur from the uh, terrorist list, and mm-hmm. he was asked multiple times he was petitioned to multiple times and Asada wants to come home she has children well she has a child here and she just wants to come home and she's still in exile and Mm -hmm. she wants to come home and that is the um I mean again that is another nuanced conversation because of his upbringing you know he may have not understood or whatever but that's the only thing Mm -hmm. that really disappointed me with his tenure is that he did not remove her from the terrorist list yeah. <sighs> yeah. Barack is that it is a nuanced conversation and he's a moderate and sometimes moderates do a lot of things. They like they want to stay the middle course and they ignore a lot of And key to things. be quite honest, <laughs> I get it because I get that age yeah. group because mm-hmm. those are the people that t- took care of me. So I may not mm-hmm. think like them, but I understand where their thinking comes from. So mm-hmm. I'm never, you know, I, I'm i never as probably harsh as some others are on moderates mm-hmm. and on him, even though I, you know, that's not my ideology. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, truth be told, I, I think I think more moderate than like I would like I don't. <laughs> but at the same time I'm just like we're always bending over to acquiesce both sides and the other side never does <laughs> for us <laughs> and that's why like I love Michelle I hate that whole when they go low we go high quote cause I'm like fuck them <laughs> Listen, when they go low I'm going to hell you hear me <laughs> It's time. It's time, cause they have repeatedly. When they go low, we go gutter. Right, gutter. <laughs> Anyways, so we're gonna move on to our poor life decision. Poor life decision. <laughs> okay, so this week, um, this is gonna be hard. Um, it's hard because it's not something I like to do. So we're gonna talk about focus in the ultimate guide on how to improve focus and concentration and it's hard like i said uh (laughs) i don't like to hear this but i need to hear this so first we're going to talk about what is focus really focus um experts define focus as the act of concentrating your interest or activity on something 
That is a somewhat boring definition, but there is an important insight hiding inside that definition. So here's a better way to put it. Focus can only occur when you have said yes to one option and no to all other options. When I tell y'all this makes my stomach hurt, <laughs> because I'm like, hey, you're making me choose. But there's uh, some good things about this. So focus doesn't require permanent no, but it does require present no. Yeah. So sometimes it's just, you know, I'm going to put my phone down and I'm going to think about what I'm supposed to be doing. And it doesn't mean I permanently put my phone down. But right now, in this moment, I have to put my phone down. But uh, the reason why we're even talking about focus is it's the key to productivity. Because saying no to every other option unlocks your ability to accomplish the only thing that is left. So, Chris, how do you feel about focus? (laughs) So, I am easily distracted naturally. I Uh procrastinate naturally mm-hmm. however I am really good at course correcting when it comes to focus um, yeah. so yeah I'm, I don't think my toes are going to get stepped on a whole lot but I will admit these aren't things I do naturally it's just that they're coping skills that I've learned and acquired and I'm just really good at redirecting myself um, the only time it gets difficult is when uh, the same story y'all have heard from me a million times is when it's personal life. So at work, mm-hmm. it's easier for me. Um, but personal life, it's more difficult for me to, because if I feel like this person needs me, but this person needs me and this person needs me and I need to do that for this person is a little more difficult for me to, like you said, it's not a permanent no, but to say, okay, I need you to wait until then. I need you to wait mm-hmm. until then and then I'm going to do you now like that is a little more difficult yeah I think the thing about it is culturally like when it comes to work um going back to like the industrial period and stuff like that like we've always been trying to push people to their limits to see how much they can produce and so now that the work that we do is so much more intellectual uh we have not uh, relented on trying to push people to most things they can reduce. And so a lot of times our work is stressful because we just have more than we should have. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, it kind of dials down to this question of what can we do to focus on the things that matter and ignore the things that don't. At the same time, I... Um, I am a very hedonistic person. And so, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm tired of working. Let me spend 15 minutes on TikTok. Because <laughs> I got to, like, you know, like, I got to, you know. Um, I don't know what I, the word, the word <laughs> left me. Um, but, you know, I just want to, like, feel good for a second before I go back. So, a lot of you might be asking, why can't I focus? I ask myself that on a regular basis. But most people don't have trouble with focusing. They have a trouble with deciding. So when it is like that most important task that you need to get done, Mm -hmm. that's where it gets hard. Mm -hmm. Where um, 
you know, trying to figure out what you need to do first. And then with me also, like, I think different types of day are more productive for different things. So like when I first wake up, I can't do anything creative because I'm still waking up. (laughs) Gotta get the juices flowing. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times it it could be something like data entry or something just really mundane that I don't really have to think real hard for. And then I can move further on what I decide to do. But uh, before we talk about that, we're going to talk about the myth of multitasking. Mm, mm, Because mm, as mm, much, mm. especially as women, as much as we want to multitask, it's impossible to concentrate on two tasks at once. You could do two things at once. You can't concentrate on two things at once. Mm-hmm. Multitasking forces your brain to switch your focus back and forth very quickly from one task to another. And then you end up not doing either good. <laughs> um, so that's one of those things in interviews when they ask you about multitasking. specifically if you're interviewing with an old white man which that's usually most of my interviews (laughs) Mm -hmm. they always ask you about multitasking and I know that it's a bad thing I know that you should not multitask but Mm -hmm. I have to say that I can and I do because people still think that that is good they want someone who's Mm -hmm. a multitasker when in essence Mm -hmm. no you don't you want someone who's going to focus on what they're doing and now can I walk and chew gum? Yes. But I you don't want someone who's gonna be doing multiple things at one time because something's gonna mm-hmm. get screwed. Yeah. And so the the suggest um the illustration they use is talking about writing an email and then somebody interrupts you and the conversation is over, you get back to a message and it takes you a few minutes to get your bearings, remember what you're writing, get back on track. Mm-hmm. Another thing they talk about is that the typical person checks email once every five minutes, and that's on average. In other words, because of email alone, we typically waste one out of every six minutes. Child, I check my email first thing in the morning when I get to work, and you're going to be lucky if I check it again after that, unless I'm looking for something. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody knows if they sent me something that they want me to see, um, not necessarily right now because I'm not going to do it right now. But if you send me something that you want me to see before the next day, shoot me a text and tell me, hey, I emailed you because. Uh... <laughs> no. no, I just I just I hate checking emails because it's always it's always full of people asking me to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna talk about our overcoming our tendency to multitask and focus on one thing at a time of the many things in front of you how do you know what to focus on how do you know where to direct your energy how do you know how do you know no one knows (laughs) who's gonna know right we are so tiktok we're so tiktoky to the point where i'm like I feel like I have like mental wars with Gen Z because they try to take my I know um, skinny jeans from my cold dead hands or my side <laughs> part. They trying to take my side right. part. Like right. I have a big forehead. Like just let me have my side. Thank part. you. Like, me, my swoop. My swoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
about we're gonna talk about how do you determine the one thing that you should commit to doing which is not talking about which TikTok. is not getting distracted. <laughs> i mean i literally just laughed in my head like well you're so easily distracted while we're talking about focus <laughs> I don't know. It's hey. okay so sorry first we're going to talk about warren buffett's two-list strategy for focus attention and funny enough somebody had i had seen this before i went to this article but seems like a great thing so um Warren Buffett's this rich-ass white man. That's pretty much it. Anyways, but he uses a three-step productivity strategy to help his employees determine their priorities and actions. So um, here's how it works. He asks his personal pilot to go through this three-step exercise. So he started by asking his pilot to write down his top 25 career goals. So dude wrote them all down. Now you can also complete this exercise with any goals for a shorter t- timeline or even like if you want to talk about the top 25 things you want to accomplish this week then he asked him to review his list and circle his top five goals so he went through and made his way through the list and eventually decided on his five most important goals lastly he had two lists the five things he listed and then the 20 things that weren't on the list he confirmed that he would start working on his top five goals right away. And Buffett was like, what about the other ones you didn't circle? He's like, well, these are my primary focus, but these other 20 come in close second. They're still important, so I'll work on those intermittently. And he said, no, throw away that whole list of 20. <laughs> you got it wrong. Everything you didn't circle because you're avoided all cost list. Mm-hmm. Do not do anything else until you succeeded with your top five. Um, oh, are you ready for me? Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to let you finish that part first because I was going to give a recommendation out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so um, this is what made me fall in love with the Weber planner, and that is Weber with one B. Um, mm-hmm. because and I I actually don't use this planner anymore because it's boring and. I've learned how to do what that planner forces you to do so I can use fancy planners now and do it. But (laughs) what the Weber planner forces you to do is you have to select three things that absolutely have to be done today. Mm -hmm. Also have what's called a rolling list. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just the way the, the planner the way the, the the way the pages are in the planner, it just forces you to do these things. And Mm -hmm. that way you have to, like, I have to say, because I'm the type of person, I'll make a list of everything that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I also add things that I already did to the list so that I can check them off and feel like I've accomplished something. So, Checky check. <laughs> so I'll make a list, but then I will, like, avoid things. For instance, I don't like, I mean, I know, I know, I know. I have a podcast. I am chatty chatty Kathy on here on our podcast I don't really like to talk to people that much things that require me <laughs> to make a lot of phone calls at work I'll put them off I won't like so it just forces me to say this has to be done today and that way my mm-hmm. focus isn't all over the place that is also yeah. a huge part of um my process in the morning when I check emails mm-hmm. uh, because things that people need me to do from those emails go on whatever list they belong on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's Weber. It's 1B, W-E-B-E-R. 
and they're very pricey. Um, and they're they they put you in the mind of the Covey planners, but they're not as detailed as the Covey, and that is what made me start like needing a planner that does day by day and hour by hour because it forces Mm. me to say this is what you must do right now today yeah i hate hour by hour i have to because i cannot be and and to, (laughs) to, to be um fair I use the hour by hour part because I have a lot of meetings and stuff throughout the day. And I'm very, I -hmm. I just, yes, I'm forgetful, but also I just purposely don't commit stuff to memory. So, Mm -hmm. so if I have a meeting for that day, I'm just going to write it in that slot and I don't have to worry about remembering, you know, when I get into work in that morning, I'm going to look and see what's up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So if you're already overwhelmed about us talking about this, we're going to help you with how you can increase your attention span and remain focused. The first thing you have to do is measure your progress. Mm-hmm. So focus often fades because of lack of feedback. Mm. Your brain has a natural desire to know whether or not you're making progress towards your goals. This is why we write things that we've already done <laughs> so that we can go ahead and cross it out because we already did it. <laughs> <laughs> Evil laugh. <laughs> Uh, we all have areas of our life that we say are important to us, but that we aren't measuring. The things we measure are the things we improve. It is only through numbers and clear tracking that we have any idea if we're getting better or worse. So uh, this guy talked about when I measured how many push-ups I did, I got stronger. When I track my habit of reading 20 books a day, 20 pages a day. I was about to say. I read more books. <laughs> Not 20 books. I can't read that shit. When I recorded my values, I began living with more integrity. So, like, yes, um, I know we both read a lot. But even just, like, setting the habit of reading every day, you know, is something that's going to get us further than just, I got to read this book by the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. So, measure to discover... To find out, to understand, don't measure to, like, make yourself feel bad, but measure to get to know yourself better. Measure to see if you're actually spending time on the things that are important to you. Measure because it will help you focus on the things that matter and ignore the things that don't. (sighs) Next up. So focus on the process, not the event. And this was the thing that I I text you and Becca about. (laughs) So the second thing you can do to maintain long-term focus is to concentrate on processes, not events. All too often, we see success as an event. They can be achieved and completed. So we say, I want to lose 20 pounds and I'll be in shape. What if you got into the process of moving your body for 20 minutes a day? (laughs) You know, every day, you know, like not, but falling in love into that process. Um, people see entrepreneurship as they that if we could get our business featured in the New York Times, then we'd be set. What if you just told five people about your business and be like, hey, can you tell some more people about it? Those are just a few ways that um, we can categorize success as a single event. But if you look at the people who stay focused on their goals, you start to realize that it's not the events or the results that make them different. It's a commitment to the process. They fall in love with the daily practice, not the individual Mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a great writer, why don't you start off with falling in love with the process of writing? If you want to know 
for the world to know about your business, why don't you reach out to more people? <laughs> Follow up with the process of marketing. If you want to be in the best shape of your life, why don't you fall in love with the process of eating healthy and exercising consistently? I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to y'all. Because <laughs> I just, so my first thought was, so Doyen, how's that book what? coming? And then my next thought was, well, shit, she just decided to step on my toes, even though I said my toes wasn't going to get stepped on. <laughs> yeah, so how's so, that book coming? Um, <laughs> it's mostly in my head. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like... I yeah, am determined to get you and Devin both to write these stories because because of the way your brains work, I know these stories are going to be great and I want to read them. And I am determined to make y'all do it. I'm determined. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, alright. But yeah, like, even now is falling in love with the process of creative writing yeah. and planning my book and all of that stuff. So, I get it. Um, Funny enough, today I saw a meme and it was like, um, I'm going to write a book where a famous block, a recipe blocker basically admits to a murder, but in the blog post where nobody reads and skips the recipe. <laughs> and I was like, please, please write this book. I need to see this. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, focusing on the outcomes and goals is our natural tendency, but focusing on the processes is going to lead us to more results in the long run. Did you want to say something? I was, but I'm trying to focus <laughs> because, I, because I mean, this is so also I am fairly certain I have ADD, um, <laughs> did not get diagnosed because it shows up differently in girls. And also when mm -hmm. you don't have the hyperactive, the hyperactive part, it, people don't see it as an issue. And also when it doesn't affect your grades, because I learned how to cope, people don't see it as an issue, mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. When you mentioned that cookbook, I was going to ask you, have you ever tried to read a cookbook in the same way that you read a novel? I started reading blog, recipe blogs. Nope. I mean a cookbook, a hard copy oh. cookbook in the same way that you would read a novel. Like sit down so, with it every night and go through and read it page by page. Oh, girl, no. So... <laughs> I have a friend who, um, well, she was an ex-co-worker from years and years ago. She used to do mm -hmm. that. She read cookbooks like novels. And I was like, mm -hmm. that is ridiculous. And then I tried it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I, I want to challenge everyone to try it at least once. Like, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I, um, I'll try <laughs> I read. I probably is like I'm gonna be hungry in this. <laughs> I read like um, one of Sandra Lee's uh, semi-homemade cookbooks, and I've read mm -hmm. a couple of Rachel Ray's cookbooks, and I really did enjoy it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try it. Um, I think it's a practice and focus. To be honest, ah, that's fair. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> All right, so concentration and focus mind hacks. Even after you've learned to love the process and know how to stay focused on your goals, the day-to-day -day implementation of these goals can still be messy. 
Let's talk about some ways to improve your concentration and make sure you're giving each task your focused attention. I will just put in a little tidbit here that uh, Vine ruined my concentration. So yes. <laughs> yes. I am blaming it on Vine and TikTok is not that far off on also ruining my concentration. I mean, so. <laughs> I... I, I it didn't ruin it completely. Like, there's some things I can still watch on YouTube. Like, I can watch mm. a tutorial from beginning to end. I can watch certain things from beginning mm. to end. But if you put a video, say, on Twitter, mm-hmm. if that shit is longer than about... If it's longer than a minute, I'm for sure not going to watch it. If it, mm-hmm. But I'm hard-pressed to watch past 30 seconds, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how I am with watching videos, so it's a lot shorter than that. But it's weird because it's like I don't like watching video tutorials. I like to read tutorials, and I'll flip back, but I can't watch videos. Okay, <laughs> so if it is something that I'm actually going to do, I like to watch a tutorial, mm-hmm. but also I need to read it. I need mm-hmm. to read it, and yeah, Shonda, friend of the pod. We have this battle all the time because she's always sending mm-hmm. me videos for like recipes or just how to do certain stuff. Like Shonda's like a cook cook and she'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is easy. You can do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where's the article? Because, you know, I can't like I need I right. need to read it. If I'm going to do mm-hmm. it, I need to read it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um I have watched a few Nigerian cooking videos because I just wanted to get the technique down and then I do what I want. So (laughs) (laughs) anyways, so we're going to talk about how to improve concentration without disappearing into rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Um, So first, choose an anchor task. One of the major improvements I've made recently, and I being the writer is to assign one and only one priority to each week pay. Although they plan to complete other tasks during the day, um, the priority task is the one non-negotiable thing that needs to get done. Next up, manage your energy, not your time. So if a task requires your full attention, then schedule it for a time of day when you have the energy needed to focus. And again, that's what I was saying where like I don't start off my day being extra creative because my brain is still waking up. (laughs) And so, you know, it it may be later. Um, This next one gives me a lot of anxiety. Never check email before noon. (laughs) Well, too bad, so sad. (laughs) Uh, I have to, I need to know what people want from me. Right. Uh, Focus is all about eliminating distractions. Email is one of our largest distractions to date in life. The point is to carve out time during your morning when you focus on what is most important to you without letting the rest of the world dictate your mental state. Uh, this sense. next one I also hate. Leave your phone in another room. Ouch. They say they don't see their phone for the first few hours of the day. Ah. <laughs> it is well, boo, Ratley, who? <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to do focus work when you don't have any text messages, phone calls, or alerts interrupting your focus. Ah. So I think <laughs> I mentioned before, and this is like 
one of our first pods. So it's way, 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 way back um, <laughs> that I use the Forest app. And mm-hmm. um, you set a timer. You, If mm-hmm. you stay off of your phone for that timer, you get like little rewards. And they translate mm-hmm. to real rewards, which those real rewards are trees. And you plant a real life tree. So it's not like you're going to get like you know a free personal paying pizza from pizza Hut. but <laughs> you know um getting little rewards like that like seeing my tree mm-hmm. completely grow helps mm-hmm. me now the downside to it for me is that i actually i use my phone a lot for work mm-hmm. so sometimes i set the like yeah yeah but but if you but i mean i can also it still works because is there an emergency out there where somebody is going to text me and they need me now? No, they'll yeah. call. You can wait these 15 minutes that I set aside that I'm not, and I do it in small increments, normally not 15. I normally do it in 30 minute increments, but mm-hmm. you can wait that 30 minutes till this timer go off. Otherwise you'll call me. Mm-hmm. I am but a millennial and I can't leave my phone alone. Anyway, and I want you to try. Okay, so <laughs> next up, work in full screen mode again. Um, I have severe FOMO. I feel like you know, I just need to know everything that's going on at once, and this is why we're doing this episode. But. <laughs> If you can remove that visual cue, then the urge to be distracted subsides in a few minutes. So, you know, I have like Outlook notifications and stuff like that. So if I create this thing in full screen mode where I don't get these notifications, we can probably focus better (laughs) and continue on what we're supposed to be doing. Um, Another thing they say, and I think this is really based on what that person is set up to do like energy wise but they say remove all tasks that could distract from early morning focus i love doing the most important thing first each day because the urgencies of the day have not crept in yet again i'm not a morning person i need to like figure out my life like why am i here what (laughs) what job was i hired to do for at least the first hour of my job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, sometimes it, it takes a minute. So, like, the afternoon is where I'm much more productive. So, early morning focus. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> so, I am weird in the sense that I am not a morning person. As in, I am not the friendliest or more, I am not the most personable in the morning Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely more productive in the morning I get listen I put all my important things pre-noon because by the time Mm -hmm. one o'clock hit it's downhill for me and I've always been Mm -hmm. that way I was the girl in college who took all early morning classes because I just Mm -hmm. cannot focus in the afternoon once afternoons hit I am I so I had all early morning classes and by the time um Young and the Restless was coming on at 11 o'clock. I was back home at my apartment or in the dorm watching my shows, snuggled up in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. So for me, I need like at least an hour to, to defrost it. The game of the day. In fact, to, to the point where, yeah, 
to the point where like I realized I don't even really need coffee but when I was in the office I would do coffee because I was like 30 minutes of defrosting (laughs) (laughs) before I had to really you know sit down and do work yeah and so I I mean now I realize how intolerant of coffee I am I just get real jittery (laughs) Uh, otherwise so anyways so this article not only has all this wealth of information, but there's also lots of articles linked to it. So Yay. I really hope that y'all can take a second and focus <laughs> and check this stuff out because it really will help your life. Even if, like, you know, your bosses are not asking you to focus, it'll just make your world more productive yeah. without working extra hours. So, yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the Buy You a Drink. I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh. 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 <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my mind. <laughs> I've been thinking about It really Kincaid. should be like a sound bite, like on a podcast. Yeah, but like when we get super famous, we'll probably get hit with copyright um. stuff, so. This is. <laughs> I mean, T Pain already listens to the show, so uh, he yeah. probably will hit us with a cease and desist. <laughs> I actually Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass down. I um I actually think about that a lot, like stuff that we do on the show that when we make it big, <laughs> we're gonna have to rethink it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) You want to go first? I'll go first. Doesn't matter. You can go first. Okay. So I'm going to buy two drinks. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to buy one drink and one seltzer water. So one drink. (laughs) I'm buying a drink for blessings. Okay. Blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings. You see these blessings okay? keep falling off like Because one thing about going through or witnessing tragedy is it just makes you stop and count your many blessings. And so we were... Count your blessings, name them one by one. <laughs> I want, Doyen, I want you to go through and read the focus article and I want you to highlight <laughs> no I'm just playing I'm just playing because you know how I am like things will trigger stuff in my head all the time um, but I, just we have been living in a frozen tundra uh, we had mm-hmm. been it was actually damn near 70 degrees today so that's what it's like living in the south mm-hmm. um, single digit temperatures last week we got into the single fucking digits and this week 70 mm-hmm. goddamn degrees so anyway Mm-hmm. Going through this uh, snow and ice uh, situation, and it just really made me so thankful for things that I take for granted, like A, having a home, B, if something happens to my home, having somewhere else to go, like hearing all these reports, like there were so many reports of people who literally froze on the street. Like, mm. it just made me stop and say, thank you, Lord. Because, you know, even if something happened to my home, I have a plethora of places I can go, you know, and everybody didn't have that. So I just want to give a 
I want to give a round for blessings on blessings. Thank you, Lord, for all <coughs> you've, you've done, done for me. me. Those 90s gospel, <laughs> all I listen to is 90s gospel because it hit, okay? <clears throat> the 90s and early 2000s. This, I'm just saying. We touch and agree. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, And then I want to buy, <laughs> I'm going to buy a salsa water for Dr. Dre. Um, I'm only giving him a salsa water because he... A, just got out of the hospital for like an aneurysm, so he probably should be taking it easy. And B, I think he's probably an abuser, so I don't want to really celebrate him. Mm-hmm. But he said something. Well, he he said something that I really appreciated. So I was watching this documentary. <laughs> well, he didn't say it. But on a documentary, you know when they have the person speaking and then they'll have their name and what they do, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the screen? Mm-hmm. So he was speaking in this documentary and it had his name, Dr. Dre. And what he does was professional winner. And I said, you know what, goddammit? <laughs> From now on, <laughs> that is what I do. <laughs> so if ever I get the chance to be interviewed, listen, when Lifetime contacts me because they're doing Dorgan's intimate portrait <laughs> and they're interviewing me, you're going to see my name and then you're going to see professional winner. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, it probably won't be lifetime. It's probably going to be snaps, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Her sorority sister, Chris. Professional listen, if you Listen, if you end up being on snap, don't worry. I got you. I'm going to be like, she ain't do that shit. Right. Whatever they said she did, she ain't do it. She did. I don't know what it was, but she ain't do that she shit. Didn't. She would never. <laughs> Uh, so I'm buying a drink for all the people who checked on me in the past week and they're like you need Yay. something I'm like no but I'll let you know if I do and um, you know I just felt really loved um, from people all over the country um, you know that's it <laughs> thank y'all for loving well, me well you are loved <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to buy all of y'all drinks but you know I, I I'm I don't even remember the word. I just, this focus is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) It is something you have to work at. And you know what? You've, you've done it before. You've done it before. before, He'll do it again. (laughs) You've done it before. You are a successful. You're a strong black woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are successful. Mm -hmm. You made good grades in school. Mm -hmm. You, you have adapted coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. you may have let them go or you just may not be applying them in whatever instance you've done it before you can do it again you got it you got this yeah i have to move you got this in probably less than a week and i'm gonna figure the shit out but i'm tired of survival mode (laughs) listen i like to go back to being lazy (laughs) and you know what that is fucking valid because we are living in the middle of a pancake breakfast and (laughs) it is we are all surviving and there's so many like expectations that are still being placed on us and it is overwhelming af and it's even more overwhelming if you are a black woman Mm -hmm. Because there's so much things, there's so many things that are compounded. Mm-hmm. And like, I almost had like a breakdown at work a couple of weeks ago because things just keep happening. And like in a moment of full disclosure, 
I am fucking grieving. Mm -hmm. I am still mourning, but I don't get a chance to move on Mm -hmm. because A, something else happens. Mm -hmm. And then B, we're not able to properly grieve because I can't go lay up on my granny. I have not hugged her in a year. I have not kissed her in a year. Like, and then I have to show up at work and perform Mm -hmm. and be present. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like I'm (laughs) one day, a couple weeks ago, I was ready to cuss everybody out that came to those doors. And I said, you know what, before I get fired and can't pay my mortgage, Mm-hmm. Let me take my ass home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, fair. <laughs> because it is a lot. So, as always, I want to remind you to please be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit is not normal. Our brains are not designed to function under the amount of, pres- amount of pressure that we're functioning under. Mm-hmm. Please be gentle with yourself. Love on yourself. Um... All that good stuff. All right, I'm yeah. done being sappy. Doing and tell people how they can talk to us. I before we do that, I'm gonna tell y'all mm-hmm. we're in a panorama. We went to through a whole snow bit. We get periods on a regular basis. <laughs> like, oh, I, I get so angry with my period every month, <laughs> and it's so funny because I remember a time. <laughs> All right, when I was praising that? Jesus. <laughs> I remember a time when I was sending out texts like, bitches, I got my period. Drinks on me tonight. Yeah. Mine, I, mine doesn't even come every month and maybe every other month. But then I even matter when it comes because I'm like, you bitches. And if people want to talk to me, don't talk to me. Why are you talking to me? And like my app, I use the period tracker, just the basic one that comes mm-hmm. on the iPhone. That shit do not miss. Every time it tell me my period finna come on, and I be like, ain't no way. My period just went off. Ain't no way it's finna come back on. And she be like, here I go. That Apple health shit. I just be like, over here, enjoy my life. And be like, oh, your period's coming in seven days. Fuck you. (laughs) Right. Uh, all I have to say, y'all, that we are divine beings and we are making mm-hmm. it the best way that we can. And That's the right. uh, the God in me sees the God in you. Namaste. <laughs> yes. Beautifulness, so, beautifulness. So how you can get in contact with us. We are on the Instagram is Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're trying to change them one at a time. Sometimes we have to loop back on it and then like retouch that thing and then just, you know, mixed up and stuff but anyways otherwise one decision at a time it's also mm-hmm. the same um name as our etsy page pro life decision one word buy you uh, alexa pour me a pumpkin beer koozie because i know i'm not the only one out here that loves pumpkin beer <laughs> i mean it is a hive of y'all it is it's a hive it is um <laughs> Also, we are on Twitter as PLD Pod. We're uh, Chris is keeping it lit right now with American Gods and some other show. Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. <laughs> I will be late doing Queen Sugar because it's airing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I can get American like- Gods has been really good this season. Mm-hmm. I was really. I was really worried about watching this season because A, well, not A, it's A, B, and C, how they did Orlando Jones. But I was mm. like, there's several other black people in this show that I support and love, so I'm going to watch. And they just haven't let me down yet. So 
I'm really happy with it. Queen Sugar came back um, last week. It was super good. Um, always good to see the Borderlands. So, yeah. That's good. I would give y'all like one good WandaVision tweet because... They know, focus. they know, they know we got to fo- focus on WandaVision. And then I get off and I got to watch like three YouTube videos about it. <laughs> I missed everything. Oh, I watched this weekend. I watched I Care A Lot. Mm-hmm. Because the timeline was telling me I needed to. Mm-hmm. What is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It is a movie. It is right up at two hours long it was good Mm -hmm. but it sent me into a fucking existential crisis because that shit could happen to me and so i was like no no i do not like this i do not like this but the um uh amazing amy from gone girl (laughs) i I always call people (laughs) i always call people by like names that aren't their name so amazing amy was the star Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. And it's like, when you know she's the star, that should have been enough to know that shit finna get crazy. <laughs> I finally started. She lived started... up to her amazing Amy title. <laughs> I finally started American Horror Story. <laughs> oh, you know what? I meant to say something to you about that. Um, yeah. So you're on Murder House. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, is Murder House first or Asylum? No, Murder House is first. Yeah. Murder House is actually, like, one of the more difficult ones for me to watch because it's spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, Asylum wasn't They're that spooky. bad. Los Espookies. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a show on HBO, um, and it is very funny. All, all Hispanic cast. Um, but, uh... It Murder House, yeah, Murder House was a lot. Yeah, Asylum is okay. Um, the season with uh the voodoo season with the witches, I had to watch with the lights on. Yeah, I watched these things at night. I had to watch that one with the lights on because yeah. it scared the shit out of me. I watch it during uh, the daytime, <laughs> so usually on the weekends. Um, you're actually making me want to revisit Murder House. Yeah, so. Murder House kind of reminded me of. Lovecraft Country a bit. Yeah, Just like I can the see house that. scene. Yeah. Anyways, so I can see that. Uh we're watching a lot of TV, y'all, so please talk to us on Twitter. <laughs> um you also email us at hello at poorlightdecision.com. Just tell us something you wanna um focus on and focus. You know, this episode yeah. is focused. Um, <laughs> focus on it, we'll definitely talk about it in um hopefully in not such an ADD fashion. But that's it. Um. Yes, I am a broken record. As always, continue your skincare routine. Um, I have not been able to get my hands on that new black girl sunscreen mm-hmm. that is for oily skin. Oh. Um, I tried to. I actually, I'm saying I haven't been able to get my hands on it. I didn't try from the actual website. I tried to order it from Target, and they were sold out. Um. But I'm going to get my hands on it so I can try it and give you guys my opinion on that. Um, Sarovi says, oh, I about to say, Sarovi said we got to drink some water. <laughs> um, yeah. And drinking like water, like 
not drinking enough water can definitely wreak havoc on your skin Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) all aspects of your body really Mm -hmm. uh the one thing that i can't that i'm kind of about when is some people have bad not bad mm -mm, because the skin that you have is great Mm -hmm. some people have issues with their skin that can't be fixed with water that can't be fixed with water Mm -hmm. and i i hate sometimes that we make people feel bad i don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. but one thing i can say is sure if you're not if you don't have the proper diet it can affect things like acne but acne very often is something that is hormonal Mm -hmm. and uh, you can drink all the water you want to. You're still going to suffer. <laughs> so, so, but listen, Sorobi stepped all over my toes with the drinking the water and no alcohol. And I literally, I literally looked at that post and I said, what do you want from me? Girl? <laughs> do you want me to have joy? <laughs> and then to top it all off, Sorobi has like the most beautiful skin. So it's like, of course, <laughs> You know, I'm going to try my best to follow her directions. So I am going to work. I'm pretty good with water, mm-hmm. um, you know, except for Friday and Saturdays. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to work on it. I'm going to do better. OK. Uh, I was going to tell you I do stuff that I don't remember. So love yourself. <laughs> I love somebody else today. Mm, amen. Right. OK. We love y'all. Bye. Can you focus on me? Baby, can you focus on me? Hands in a soap.